All right, welcome to episode five of The Divine Line, featuring yours truly, Tyler Devine. Uh, this podcast is brought to you by Joe Gaffey at Rural and Rural Realtors. Keeping clients safe is a top priority for Joe, whether you're buying or selling. He has a variety of digital resources available to assist you, including virtual tool, tours. Joe can be reached by phone at 319-325-7727 or joegaffey at ruralhomes.com. That's R-U-H-L. Uh, Joe's last name is spelled G-A-F-F-E-Y. Uh, big thanks to Gaffey again. Um, pretty special show today. We have, uh, I just spoke with two-time NCAA champion Iowa wrestler Spencer Lee, the 125-pounder, but if you know anything about Iowa wrestling, you probably knew all of that information already. Uh, Spencer and I have a mutual love of the Pokemon video games and kind of gaming in general. Um, so we talked a little bit about that. Um, we talked about some of his favorite books. Um, you know, just a, a lot of stuff. We ob- and obviously we talked about wrestling too. Um, and kind of his, you know, desire to win Olympic gold and get it, that NCAA team title that it seemed like they were poised to win last season before everything got shut down because of the uh, pandemic. So it's a really good conversation there. Um, but before we get to that, some Iowa football news that uh, came out this morning. Uh, Twitter, uh, Rivals Twitter account that's uh, involved with transfer portal stuff said that uh, Oliver Martin, former Iowa City West receiver, uh, has entered the transfer portal. Um, only spent one year here. Um, I remember covering Oliver when he was getting recruited out of high school. Um, and, you know, Iowa fans wanted him real bad and then kind of told him good riddance once he committed to Michigan. He spent two years there and came back to Iowa. And, you know, he caught that touchdown, and I think it was the first game of the season. And, you know, the hype train kind of got started, but he only ended up with four more catches last year. Um, so, you know, good luck to him. Uh, it's kind of been a rough road for him, it seems like, and hopefully he can find somewhere where he can play and and be happy, you know. Um, he's always been a, kind of a quiet guy, so I don't – it's hard to gauge Oliver. It always has been, but he's never been impolite. Um, uh, but, you know, it's – buried on the depth chart, I mean, I can't blame him, so – and not, you know, it might not even matter because there might not even be a season. I mean, we, Rondale Moore, probably the most electrifying player in the Big Ten from Purdue, announced today that he's opting out of the 2020 season and going to prepare for the NFL draft. So, and there's, you know, six, five or six players from Maryland, I think, that have opted out. I mean, it's happening everywhere. The NFL, college, I mean, it's it's getting out of hand. I mean, that's just, just signals to me that the season's in trouble, man. Um, and then you have, you know, the university announcing that they're going to have ten to 15,000 people in attendance at Kinnick this fall, but A, I don't think there's going to be games at Kinnick this fall, and B, I think that's it's just delaying the inevitable, which is pretty much what uh, Pat wrote last night in his column. So, you know, we'll see. But, uh, for now, uh, we'll get to Spencer, and uh, it's a great talk, so enjoy.
here with two-time national champion Iowa wrestler Spencer Lee. Spencer, thanks for coming, man. And no problem. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Uh, we'll get to the wrestling stuff later because if I don't, uh, I'll probably hear about it on Twitter. Um, but you and I have one thing in common as far as I know, and that's a mutual love of the Pokemon video game series. Um, yeah. Granted, I, I haven't played one since, oh God, I don't know, like Fire Red or something, you know, so it came out 10 years ago. I mean, do you, when did you start playing those games? I mean, what was the first first one that you played? Well, the first game I played was uh, actually Fire Red. Um, that probably came out, I mean, honestly, I can't even tell you, but it was, it was a long time ago. Because um, when Pokemon start, 1993 was the first something like that 96 maybe 96 um so fire was the second generation so Mm -hmm. they like you have like silver and and uh and gold and then you had like fire red hard gold so so you know then it goes on and on and on and i started playing when i was like six and i don't know my dad wasn't really big into wanting me to play video games or anything but uh he saw that i uh i don't know had a passion for like like a TV show, so he bought mm-hmm. the game, and then I started playing it. And I've been playing it since I'm, I mean, I'm gonna be 22 in two months, and I still play Pokemon. So it's not I'm almost 30, I'm, and I still play it. Yeah, so. I'm not embarrassed about it at all. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, what else do you play? I see I play you have PC you have a games. you have a setup right there. Yeah, I, I play PC there. games, but you know, I'll, I'll probably stop playing PC games in the future. Uh, I have other passions that I wanna I wanna continue to do that I did before I got to college. So like archery, stuff like that. So that's probably what I'm going to, when I get out of college, I'll probably start that kind of stuff when I have my own place and stuff. So what, what are your, I mean, besides, you know, the Olympics next year, I mean, I know that's a goal of yours, right? Yeah. Um, what else do you, what, have you thought about a life after wrestling? I mean, what, when you're yeah. re- not at actively wrestling anymore? Yeah. But I mean, my life, my life, sorry, my life's always going to revolve around wrestling in my mind. Uh, I think that I'm going to, I, I told everyone I'm going to compete until 2028. So I'm going to go three Olympic cycles and then I want to coach and see where that takes me. And if I don't like that, then we'll figure it out from there. But that's kind of my plan right now. And I haven't thought about much else. Uh, my degree fits, you know, coaching. I'm going to get a master's when I get out of college, you know, hopefully be a head coach somewhere. So that's, that's the idea. You know, when I'm done competing, of course. Would you like to? Would you like to coach at Iowa? I mean, this would be that would be the dream, would it not? Yeah. I mean, why would I want to go anywhere else? I bleed <laughs> black and gold, but you know, you got to take where where life takes you, and whatever's the best place for me is where I'll go. But I would love to coach here in the future, um, one day. You know. Uh, there was well, if you could shoot, if okay, let's see. I'm more familiar with the original 250 Pokemon. Which one do you think would be the best wrestler? <laughs> I'm a champ, right? I mean. Probably, yeah or yeah. one of the uh hitmon hitmon yeah. lee hitmon hitmon lee hitmon chan yeah yeah um machoke champ i mean they're, they're, they're the wrestling pokemon basically so maybe they'd be the best there's some big pokemon though yeah <laughs> uh when you're when you're starting off the game you know those older ones the ones that i'm familiar with you're <laughs> yeah choosing you're choosing between the three who do you Top go three, with yeah uh, i mean it just depends um Everyone always chooses the fire starters usually, like like Charmander and and Cyndaquil. I mean, when we're going, I can go through all of them, but it doesn't matter. But uh, you know, they're usually the ones that like they hit hard, you know. So it's, it makes the game a little easier. Like, and the grass types are more like defensive, and then the water types can be either or. It just kind of depends on the Pokemon. 
So like 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 you know Squirtle, right? Like mm, the, or yeah. the, all three of the original starter Pokemon, even to this day, are are still like the best starter Pokemon. Like even in competitive, you know, they still do the best. It's like they're not the best like every year out, but like consistently since like the it's called VDC, like video game championship series, has been a thing for like the, like there's a world championship for Pokemon, you know, and uh, it's always been the starter Pokemon have always been dominant. You know, they've been pretty good, so it's pretty cool seeing like. Each year, you know whether or not uh, a st- the start, but the original start Pokemon are, are good or not. And usually, it Charizard's always been good, always. And you know, Venusaur and Blastoise have always been okay. Mm-hmm. You know, but like Charizard's always been like the best. And then he gets two Mega, you know, evolutions like the, in the later games, and you know, it just like he gets a lot of love. So it's kind of like a meme in the Pokemon community. Like, well, maybe maybe uh, the next three Pokemon stars would just be more Charizard or something. You know, just because he gets more love than the other ones, but. So he's probably the one that I picked originally, but I, I, I like I like all three. So, have you played competitively? Yeah, I have. Yeah, I've been to tournaments and I've I've done well, and I play a lot. No, 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 no! I would never win. That's too much, man. These guys do it like it's their sport. It's like like they're it's it's, it's re- equivalent to my wrestling. Like they practice every day and they make teams, they team build, and you know stuff like that. I mean, I took like 16th at one out of like 110. And everyone there good. was like, everyone there was pretty impressed. I'm like, I would hope I would do okay. I play every day. Like when I was a freshman in college, I, I practiced every day. I had buddies that I played with and it's something that I did, you know, as like a hobby, but I haven't done anything since then really. How much but, time do you get to do that stuff during the season? I mean, as much as you want, really, it's, it's all about time management. You know, if you're, you can sacrifice something for, to do something like that, right? Whether or not you're not studying or, you're not eating right or going out, going to the grocery store, like just doing things that like, you know, not cooking a proper meal, taking the easy way out or like, I don't know, just schoolwork's more important. And sometimes I kind of put that in the back burner and I, you know, just, it's easy to procrastinate when you enjoy something. Don't but I know it's it. Always, yeah. It's always better to just get it done and then you have more time to do what you want to do. So that's, that's what you should do. But sometimes it doesn't happen that way. I didn't know this until I, I was uh, looking at your profile that Brewer sent me. And first of all, can we agree that Chris Brewer is one of the nicest people that has, has ever walked the planet? Heck yeah, Brewer's the man. <laughs> uh, he, he sent me your profile just so I could, you know, freshen up on some information. I didn't know that you had a twin sister. I do, yes. Uh, what does she do? Uh, she goes to Co College in Cedar Rapids. And uh i'm honestly she's changed her major so many times i can't even tell you what her major is at this point <laughs> um something to do with business and, and environmental science or something she's like double major um she so she just does that uh she works she's she's not an athlete like like i am but she she's more like a theater person loves art and music and drawing and reading and you know she's just very artsy and i'm not artsy at all i'm i'm more like a you know like being outdoors and like reading as well. But like, like if you go to beach, I'm not going to really go in the water. I'm going to read a book on the beach. You know, it's just it's a little different. That's she how would, I am. Yeah. She would swim for hours. And so we're just like pretty much opposite in every way, but it's pretty funny. Um, you're a pretty, you're a, you're a big reader, right? Yeah. I, yeah. I read a lot. Um, are you, what are you reading right now? Anything? Uh, I read fantasy books. So <laughs> like they're, uh, they're like I like I like magic and fighting and and like old 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 like old age fighting like swords and stuff and you know I mean right now I'm reading the Trials of Apollo 
you know, like Apollo the God, like the oh, God. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he got like in trouble with his dad, Zeus. He did something that made him mad and his, Zeus turned him into a human. And he has to like become, he has to like, there's like a prophecy and he has to like complete the prophecy um, to become a God again because he's like the son of Zeus. So it's kind of funny. That sounds, that sounds interesting. I, like, I wish, I, like I wish the next book was out. I like what? the sci-fi stuff too. Yeah, I mean, I... There's a great book called uh, Artemis. It's by the same guy that wrote The Martian. Artemis Fowl? Or no, Artemis? it's just, just Artemis. Uh, same guy that wrote The Martian that they made in the movie with Matt Damon. Yeah. Um, but the moon's been colonized, and there, it's like a murder mystery on the colonized moon. <laughs> I, think I, read it, I think I read it in like two days. It, I, it, <laughs> you I just binged it? it down. Yeah, it was yeah, so good. That's how I am. Um, and am I right in in that your your parents moved to Iowa? Yeah, my dad works at Co. And my mom works at Mercy Hospital in Cedar Rapids. So was it just because you and your sister are both here? Well, I mean, the convenience of it was nice, but you know, my dad was fortunate enough to his he's you know the vice president of Co. and uh, the president of Co. was the president of Allegheny College in Pennsylvania. That's where my dad was the vice president of when I lived in Pennsylvania. Oh, so it just worked out perfectly. Is, yeah, I mean, that, my dad got that job offer when I was in like seventh grade um, to go to Co. So like, it just was funny that I wasn't even like, obviously, it wasn't anything I am now. <laughs> seventh grade, you don't get recruited or anything, and you don't win anything big. There's no world championship that's as a seventh grader, so like, can't really get out there, right? So it was just kind of funny how we almost moved to Iowa when I was in junior high. Wow. So, I uh, back to the reading thing for a second. I do you have a favorite series? I have a lot. I can't pick, man, because every time it'll change. <laughs> I mean, like the ones I'm gonna tell you are like Aragon, Harry Potter. Um, oh, there's so many. I have a bookshelf back there. I could just pull them out. See, I just never, I never got into the Harry Potter series. I don't know what it was. I mean, it came out. I think I was probably in fifth or sixth grade when the first yeah. book came out, and it was obviously huge and so big. I just, I think I read like 50 pages of it. And I was like, I don't, I don't get this. I, I you know, it. like whatever. I so love I just it. went back to reading my sports history books, you know. I like sports history too, though. Yeah. I, um, speaking of sports history, Chuck Yegla was on yeah. my, my boss's radio show last week. Awesome. And he was talking about you. And, you know, obviously, if anybody knows anything about you, you don't really like to talk about yourself you know you're a pretty humble guy but he was talking about how your your forearm strength uh, yeah <laughs> is that weird is that weird i don't know no uh, i mean i get that a lot because they're, they're bigger proportionally than my biceps probably so but he said it's something that <laughs> like helps you manipulate your opponents and manipulate the matches is that intentional I mean, is that just a natural thing that you have i just think that i am just naturally really strong and i think that grip strength makes you feel a lot stronger than you might be you know like i climbed rope my whole life and stuff like that so like like dennis was a rock climber that dude is so strong so strong just it's just daniel dennis oh, oh okay. sorry I just say Dennis. I never call him Daniel. That's weird. I'll oh, see if you um, say Gable. I know Gable, but yeah, sorry. I just call, but wrestlers have like weird habit of calling people by their last name. Like like Jacob Warner. He's Warner. I've you know? I've noticed yeah. that because I did. 
for my high school newspaper, like, I don't know, 15 years ago, probably, I somehow got Gable to let me follow him around for a day. <laughs> so he picked me up at like 530 in the morning on a snow day. Because I like I was supposed to get a pass from school, everything ended up being a snow day. So it didn't even matter. So here's, you know, 15 year old me getting picked up by Dan Gable at 530 in the morning to go to the wrestling facility. And this was this was pretty right when brands started. I mean, Tom's first year, second year, probably. I mean, Mark Perry was on the team then. Okay, so like that's how. Yeah. And. I ended up going four wheeling on Gable's property with him. And then uh, we ended up doing snow angels. So I could, you know, say that I did snow angels with Dan Gable. I guess I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Maybe besides his daughters, I'm not sure how many people could say that. (laughs) That's funny, actually. Um, Do you know him well? No, not really. No. Yeah, I guess he doesn't really hang around the facility as much anymore. He comes anymore. to dual meets, but that's it. He's more doing the ambassador. Yeah, Could you see yourself a- doing the ambassador thing, the wrestling ambassador thing later I on? I feel like I feel like if you have an opportunity to grow your sport, why would you not? So. And do you see, I mean, do you see uh, women's wrestling becoming a big thing? It should be. <laughs> I, I don't know why it isn't yet. And you know, we got half the population in the world, not, not you know, put in the same pedestal as we are That's and a good uh, point. it's kind of yeah, it'll, it'll grow the sport it'll double it right well you especially know? with iowa kind of being on the forefront of it we too. should we should have it already uh, you mean like sponsored no we should have a wrestling team for women at yeah the of iowa. we are wrestling right we are the mecca that's what everyone calls that's what they, that's what they <laughs> tell me right we're the mecca yeah. why aren't we the why can't we do it we should have started it first Obviously, there's so much more that goes into it, and I'm not going to tell my administration what to do. That's above athlete, our pay grade. Right? Oh, my God. That's far well above, above our pay well grade. Well above my, my <laughs> speaking abilities. And it's just that's, – that's a good way to, to cut some ties. Uh, but I do, think, I do think that we should. I mean, it just doesn't make any sense why we wouldn't we – our fans would come watch, wouldn't they? We're I Iowa. think so. We're Iowa oh. Hawkeyes, man. They, they, we, they, you had everything. And uh, – that's how it should be, and we should have it, and that's the end of the discussion. I don't know why you wouldn't want it. Um, how do you – is there a certain balance that you have to have when you're preparing for, you know, matches during your senior season and then also trying to prepare for the Olympics? Is there some sort of balance that you have to strike there? Is it? Yeah, I mean, the coaches, um, they might do things differently with me than the rest of the team um, for that fact because they know that, like, I'm in a different situation than the guys on the team. They're all focused on ancillaries and so am I. That's the first priority and it always will be. But we do know that, like, as soon as ancillaries are over, you're not going to – like, all the guys are done. Like, they take time off. They relax. They go home. You know, they have nothing to train for. So, like, just, you know, take take some time off and then get ready to go back and train and get get better in the summer, right? That's, that's like, the motto. But, like, me, it'd be like – like, this year was supposed to be Big Tens week off, ancillaries – Week off Olympic trials. Like to balance that would have been like you had to be smart. Like after every match at Ensa Blaze, like I would have had to like be smart, try not to get don't get hurt, don't, don't you know, soreness, whatever. Win nationals and then boom, that week you, you get ready for Olympic trials, biggest tournament of your life. You know? So and it's been yeah, interesting. 
it's been pushed back to next year now. I mean, yep. do you every when everything got canceled in the spring? I think it's pretty safe to say that maybe knowing how you kind of work, do you feel? Did you feel worse for a guy like Pat Lugo than you did for your own shot as a, at a third straight title? Absolutely, because like yeah, I've won twice already. But I mean, in my mind, what not winning four would would make everything awful. You know, it's bad. You know, my teammates they obviously felt horrible for me because now I don't have a chance to even have the opportunity to go for four. Let alone, you know, I had to win three first. But then the opportunity has been taken away from me. And he he was number one in the country, number one seed, had a great season, looked awesome. And they just take it away from him, and then they're like, "Sorry, that's it. Good luck." You know, it's just, I mean, it's, it's depressing. Like. What are you supposed to say to a kid like that? Hey, you did great this year. Good job. Big 10 champ. Congrats. You'll be on the wall. That's yeah. it, right? There's nothing we can do about it. That's that's the worst part. It's not it's like anticlimactic. Yeah, it's not like the NCAA is going to be like, you know what? We'll get everyone a year. It's not how it worked out. They refused that. So, you know, they know what's best, I guess, right? That's, that's their job. <laughs> but whatever. Uh, yeah. Well, I don't know. We don't. I roll my eyes, but. We don't. We can't get started on that because then I'll I'll start going off on the NCAA too. I can't talk bad about them either. They still own me. But uh, <laughs> uh, so if you had gotten the extra year, would you have? Would you have stuck around, or would you kind of? Yeah. Moved on anyway, or? You I just, wouldn't. I. Well, I don't know if you want to do. Maybe if I lost, I don't know. If you want to like the, compete, the world championships and stuff like that, just kind of do it. We still do all of that while competing in college. For me, it's beneficial. The more I compete, the better I get. So, and the freestyle championships are supposed to be in Iowa City this year, right? Oh, the Open in October. Yeah, yeah they're in Coralville. Well, I don't know what that pertains to. You don't get any money for it. Doesn't do anything to qualify for Olympic trials. Uh, there might not even be a World Championship this year. So, I mean, I don't know. Hope they they need to talk more about it before I can guarantee I'm going. But yeah, I'll be I'll be surprised if it happens. Yeah, exactly. Hope, fingers thing. crossed, but. So I'd, <laughs> Five thousand people in an arena with COVID going on, but yeah. Um, so you know, you guys lost Lugo. Yeah, Kemmer is coming back. It seems like yes, this sir. year's team might be just as strong, if not stronger, than last year. I mean, the only difference is we'll have Ironman and probably forty-one, and whoever is at forty-nine, and then not no Lugo. That's it. I mean, who you know. There's not many holes there. I mean, you guys were primed. Good team, it, up and down. It looked like you were going to win the first title since 2010, I think it was. Yeah, 2010. Last year. And, you know, do you feel like you guys are primed to do it again? Of course. Every year we believe we're going to win. That's just how you got to think. But we had a great team, and we were undefeated, and we beat everyone else. So the only teams we didn't beat were the ones we didn't compete against. So, and we would have been NCAAs. Is the is – this might be a stupid question, so you know, bear with me here. Is Olympic gold the the top? Yeah. What else? Or can would you pass that? Is but you know, being a team guy, is a NCAA team title? No. Uh, Olympic gold is is number one. I mean, of course, it's, it's all about like selfless or selfishness, right? Like NCAA team national title would be amazing because. But the only way you do that is if you do your job. And only individuals on the team can do their own job. And Olympic gold is different. It's completely different. 
but the other the other way you look at it though is it could still be selfless because if you win a Olympic gold, you did your job. Team USA could win a title for wrestling. I don't even know if we've ever, have we ever won the Olympics as a team. Maybe, maybe, maybe in '84 or whatever. There, but I have no idea. But so it's just like it's hard. You can't compare them because they're on two different, completely different levels. There are a lot of national champs in the world, not a lot of Olympic gold medalists. That's a fair point. There's, you know, ten a year, six every four years kind of kind of adds up fast and at my weight class alone at 57 kilos i think there's only like eight olympic champs like ever at 57 kilos like think about that uh, yeah no that's it, wild man because i mean it's, well there's always been like 55 or you know different weights but i'm saying but just solely 57 kilos like 125 and a half there's like seven to eight olympic champs in the history of like the last 105 years and that's insane that's an insane but then there's 10 national champs alone every year yeah every year so how do you compare that you can't compare that mm. you're best in the world versus best in 22 23 and under american college folk style how do you compare that no that's a good point you can't compare that at all does it take away the fact that it's the title is incredible and that anyone who wins is an amazing wrestler and awesome and an incredible athlete. No, it doesn't take it away. I'm not taking it away from anyone, but if you told someone, would you want Olympic gold or your team win nationals in a national title? I don't know what, if there's anyone in the world that says I'd take the national title. And I don't know. I don't know about you, man. <laughs> I want both. That's what I want. Is there a guy on the team that you, some people may not know about, but is you think is poised to kind of break out soon? Uh, that they don't know about. I don't know about that one. Um, everyone on our team is pretty dang good. Even the backups, uh, they could compete and do well. So we got a great team. I have no idea. I mean, last year I'd have told you Jaron Glosser. He could have. I mean, he was beating O'Connor, who was number one at the time, by like four, and just like kind of had a rough ending to the match. And if he wins that, maybe he's the starter. I don't know. Maybe he beats Lugo. We don't know, but he would have he would have started probably ninety five percent of NCAA institutions in the nation, Division One. So kind of sad didn't get to see him go. You know, not have another year or anything. But that'd be that'd be that was last year though. How big was that for you being from Pennsylvania? You know, and Penn State's been dominant for the last six seven eight years how big was that win last season for for you personally just having being from the state of pennsylvania i mean i have no grudge or anything towards penn state i almost went there it's just they were the next thing and the the, the only thing is it doesn't matter that it was penn state all matters that they were number one and we weren't when so, it came yeah. down to it what what was this deciding factor between iowa and penn state i mean there's not just one deciding factor there's lots. I mean, I wrote like a article on it basically um, when I committed and uh, I don't even know where that is anymore. It's probably online somewhere. And, sure. It's on Twitter. And I don't know. Years ago though, <laughs> five years ago, almost six, almost. Yeah. I, don't know, long, I was a junior when I committed. Um, but there's just a lot. I just fell in love with the place, team, the coaches, the atmosphere, the fans, the city itself, just felt like somewhere I could see myself and, and for a long time. 
and I want to win Olympic gold and, you know, I want to win world gold. And I had coaches that did that and around my weight, they know it takes and they know that, uh, I'm a little harder to coach than maybe a normal athlete. And I think they're the ones that can get the, the most out of me. They're, they're the man, both of them, Tom, Terry, Morningstar, Telford, all of them. They're our whole coaching staff, Jesse Donworth, our trainer. I mean, you can go on and on and on. Our support network is incredible, and I couldn't imagine going to a play. Like, it just doesn't seem like it would be uh, – it's almost like unfair to the competition. We have such good people. <laughs> why, why do you think you're difficult to coach? Just the way I am. Just like a – how do you put it? I'm just a guy that's – I'm just different than the other people. Like, sometimes I do things that, and then in the room that other people don't do. Unorthodox. Yeah, I just – just think that I'm a difficult guy to coach because I do things that I don't understand what I'm when I'm doing them or how I'm doing them. And the only person that really has any idea of how I'm doing or why I'm doing them is Terry, because he's the one that coaches me the most. So, what, <laughs> what's an example of this? Time with me. Well, like I sometimes I'll like I like cartwheel over someone out of a position <laughs> and I'll take them down out of it. And Terry just will just look at me and be like, I don't even know how you did that. I'm like me either. And but like, all right, let's work on it. You know, it's just like a funny, like, you don't think that a coach would be like, all right, well, good for you. Kind of like, they don't know. Add it to the repertoire. Terry's like, I, I want to see you try it again. You know, just, just <laughs> cool. Very pretty cool. You know, I just, we, we, me, me and Terry mostly work on unorthodox things because some things I just do, he was like, I want to see you do it more. I think you could do this in this match and that match. You could have done that here. I remember like after I come off a match, hey, I think you could have got to that. And I'm like, oh yeah, maybe I could have, you know, so. I think Tom and Terry were pretty unorthodox themselves back in the day. So <laughs> it kind of makes sense. I think Terry pretty much just tried to run you over. I think Tom was a little more a little tactical. More methodical. Yeah, tactical yeah. is a good way to put it. Terry um, wanted to just run you off the map. Who – okay, so, you know, it's pretty clear. You're the the leader of this team. Who's, who's like, the class clown? Costello. Yeah. And Murin. Those two are pretty funny. They're goofballs, man. Who's – who would say like I don't I don't want to say crazy but like who's the wildest who sometimes you're like oh man uh in what way because we just got a lot of crazy kind of flying off the handle maybe just you know you know slapping his head before a match or whatever you know one of those guys I mean Austin would be the best example obviously he he just has a routine that he does that we all kind of laugh at because it's like so excessive no matter what time of the day <laughs> is you know like just the way he first person sprinting he, he he does like two laps before i even run to my bike in the room to warm up you know and he's always has a backflip right before he starts drilling this stuff like that that like everyone else is kind of like trying to get their bodies warm and he's just like exploding into things so that's pretty cool i mean that's how it should be you got a routine you do it so what was the thinking behind uh you know you had the pokemon theme song as your as your run out song for the two the first yes. two years what was the what was the decision to to change it to we will rock you uh i mean my theme song never changed it was we will rock you at home every year uh the NCAA finals didn't happen this year so i didn't get to pick a new, a new song or the same song so but i, I rock out the real rocky because i thought it would be cool uh if the fans got into it maybe Stopping the feet I, or something. I think, I think they did, so, yeah. Yeah. I'm surprised I don't have hearing loss from that Penn State meet. It was pretty loud, huh? <laughs> I, I've honestly never heard Carver Hawkeye Arena. I mean, I grew up in Iowa City. I went yeah. to basketball games as a kid. I've never heard that place as loud as it was during that Penn State meet. 
is wild, huh? Especially so cool. during uh, during Kemmer's match. It's probably Kemmer's, yeah. Cassie yeah. Abuse, those two. Mm-hmm. Yeah, those were wild. I mean, was that the loudest you've heard it? I mean, the only time I've ever heard something that may have been that loud was when I was in like seventh or eighth grade, and I watched Tanner Ramos pin. He was either he actually pinned two people last time I was there. Um, it was Conaway and uh, Gulban. He pinned them in Carver, and it just it was so loud. I was like deaf. <laughs> I was sitting next to Jody, and I was like, "It's so loud, I can't hear you." And Jody's like, "I know, it's awesome." Because he, <laughs> he wrestled in Iowa too. You know, he was twenty-five pounder. He's really good. Hawkeyes. So. Right on. Hey. Uh, I think that's all I have for you, man. I really appreciate your, appreciate your time. Thanks for having me. <laughs> I uh, I told Brewer 15 minutes. I think we went a little over that, but nah, no big deal. I talk a lot. <laughs> it's all good, man. I appreciate it. All right. Uh, thanks a lot to Spencer for coming on. Um, it was a really really fun interview. Um, and as you can tell, he doesn't really like to talk about himself, but he's passionate about wrestling. He's you know seems like he's pretty much passionate about everything that he does. And if he's not, he's not going to do it. So, and a uh, shout out to, we mentioned in the interview, but shout out to Chris Brewer from Iowa Sports Information for helping set that up. Um, you know, I, I hope there's a wrestling season because that's going to be a fun team to watch. And, you know, I'm not, I'm no wrestling expert by any means, but um, I think they are poised to dethrone Penn State. Um, but just a reminder that, the Divine Line is brought to you by Joe Gaffey at Rural and Rural Realtors. Uh, whether you're buying or selling, Joe has a variety of digital resources available to assist you, including virtual tours. Uh, Joe can be reached at 319-325-7727 or joegaffey at ruralhomes.com. That's R-U-H-L, and Gaffey is G-A-F-F-E-Y. Um, I'm not sure I need to spell Gaffey out, but, you know, whatever. Uh, thanks again to Joe for, for being the uh, first divine line sponsor. Um, so the, there's a little bit more to that, that Dan Gable story. I was telling Spencer, I, um, you know, like I said, I did a, a day in the life for, for the little Hawk at city high. I think my sophomore year in high school and, uh, let's see Gable. Yeah. Gable picked me up at five 30 in the morning. We went to a wrestling workout uh, he ended up, you know, doing some work in his office. He took me to his daughter's house, which, uh, which is where he stores all of his books and DVDs and stuff and T-shirts and all the Dan Gable merch that needs to be sent out, or at least he did then. Uh, he gave me a copy of his DVD called Competitor Supreme, which is basically 45 minutes of Gable making you run, want to run through a, a brick wall. Uh, and then he... We got into his trailblazer. We went to his house. We got into his trailblazer, and there was like eight inches of snow on the ground. And we went four wheeling in his trailblazer SUV uh, through his property, looking for wildlife. And uh, you know, it was really fun. Uh, and yeah, the the snow angel thing. It, we had, he we had been in his sauna, and we go outside, and it's probably you know ten degrees, and he's out there doing snow angels, rubbing snow all over himself because. It helps you shock your body, I guess. It's a there's a method. There was a method to his madness, and so what are you gonna do? Say no to Dan Gable? I don't think so. And it was, you know, that was a super fun day. Um, something that you know not many people have gotten to do. So, um, you know, I got super lucky, super lucky there. 
Um, uh, looks like baseball might be trouble to completely change the subject. Uh, no Cubs Cardinals tonight because uh, I think the Cardinals have more problems with COVID. Um, I'm still not convinced that baseball is going to even finish this season. Um, I mean, they, I guess they could just re-up in with a bunch of minor leaguers, but it just doesn't seem – the logistics don't seem uh, right to me. So, um, yeah, I'm trying to th- think if there's anything else in that day in the life of Dan Gable. I mean, I saw the gold medal. He has huge – he's got these three enormous glass cases in his basement that are really cool. It's filled with just trinkets from his world travels when he's going, you know, Olympics, world championships, you know, whatever. Um, lots of – he had lots of, lots of cool stuff. Um Lots of really cool memorabilia. He's got a mini wrestling room in his house. Uh, and, you know, this odd, one really cool thing was he has a an office behind his house that um, we went out to. And he had, you know, his desk is filled with letters from fans, people wanting him to call them, you know, call their kid who's like, you know, there was one who this kid was sick. Um, I don't remember sick with what, but pretty pretty sick and it was a huge Iowa wrestling Dan Gable fan and um so Gable called them while I was sitting there ended up having to leave a voicemail um saying you know who he was why he's calling you know giving him his phone number so they could call him back and he could actually talk to the kid and you know it was pretty funny he hangs up the phone and he turns around and looks at me and goes How'd you like to get that uh, message on your answering machine? Uh, so I thought that was pretty cool. Um, yeah, I you know, I got to meet his wife. She's super nice. I used to live across the street from from his daughter, um, Jenny. So that's how I got the in there. Um, just a super nice family. Um, so yeah, that's that's the, and I do remember after it, it was published, Gable was pissed because he was over across the street so I went over to ask him if he had read it and to give him a copy of the newspaper and I remember he was pissed because they they and it's well so was I because they ended up cutting I wrote a 500 word story on this and they ended up cutting cutting it down to two, 250 so it was basically it ended up not being very interesting because they cut most of it so that was disappointing for sure and you know, I spent, I spent probably 10 hours with the guy and ended up getting 250 words, but you know, what are you going to do? But having Gable ask you, you know, questions about why they do this, why they do that, uh, kind of, kind of intimidating. So, but all in all fun experience, good experience, not one that many people have. So, uh, with that, I think We'll call it good. Um, Thanks again to Chris Brewer, Spencer Lee, uh, Joe Gaffey. Thanks to everyone uh, involved, and I'll see you next time. Mm